Welcome, everybody, to the Energy for Sales podcast, where we believe if you're not having fun, you might be doing it wrong. Uh, no, Tim, you are doing something wrong. This should be fun. <laughs> Spoken like a true sales coach. <laughs> this, is, this is Tim Hooper and David Oliphant bringing you energy for your sales process. Stay tuned. Hey guys, Tim Hooper here, uh, WFG, back here with David Oliphant, Master Sales Coach. David, how are you, man? Doing great, man. Happy Saturday. Beautiful day here. How about yes, it? Looks is. like the same for you. Yes, sir. So, uh, hey guys, in the virtual world, we're putting together some sales trainings for you. And I, I thought we'd just take this all the way back to where, not, not, really, David, you can't go all the way back because if we took if we took sales all the way back for you, it'd probably take you back into when you were three and, and you were selling your mom on why you needed that sucker before bed or whatever it was. Um, so, so we can't really take it all the way back, but let's take this back to where you and I began our journey where, where, where we really, where the idea of energy for sales was first and born. Um, so guys, I'm going to share and then David chime in from your perspective of what you saw, but I was in, I was in purchasing uh, for a company, I worked there ten years, and and we brought David on uh, as the as the master sales leader. He started leading the sales team. Um, it was a smaller group at that time, and he was tasked to expand our region, expand our our our, our client count. We we were hung, kind of hunkered down more reactively into some accounts, so he was he was tasked with that. He was tasked with expanding the sales force as well. So here I am in purchasing. <clears throat> when I started with the company, I told the owner I wanted to go into sales. And he said, well, you need to learn the industry a little bit. So how about you go into purchasing and interview every one of our vendors, all their stuff. I got to interview like 200 vendors, salespeople over the like four-year course and, uh, and learned what not to do and what to do. But also, I mean, you can learn all of it, but you need, you need somebody to come alongside you and coach you and, and really bring out the, 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 um, what, what your gifts and, 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 and exactly just fine tune that. So I remember going to David and I sat down with David one day. I said, David, and it was kind of funny because I got really good in purchasing. So I went to the president of the company first and said, I want to go into sales. So he kind of, um, not, or he's a great guy, but he, he kind of like stonewalled me because he, he didn't want me to make that leap. And so I kind of went around and I, I, I told David, I said, let's, let's meet. So we met. I said, I really want to go into sales. What, what do I need to know? Like, how would you coach me? And David, do you remember your response? I'll turn it over to you. What was your response to me, this young guy who wanted to go into sales? What did you say? I don't exactly remember, but I know the feeling. The feeling was that this is this is the exact opportunity to to mold someone who has energy, who learned the industry in a very unique way. I knew it was going to be a big loss in our purchasing area because that's an area uh, that um, you know you can go sell a dollar, and if your profit margin is five cents. Um, that brought the company five cents. But if you, if you lose it there, the purchasing side, that that's dollar for dollar. So uh, Tim just had the energy and um, we were at a point in the organization where we really needed to become who we were going to become target the right people. And this provided a great opportunity for a young person who was energetic, who always wanted to do this and um, had the work ethic. And, um, you know, I was just thrilled. I knew it'd be a loss in our purchasing area. Uh, but, you know, we, we needed to, do sales the right way. We were all over the board. We had a sales team that I mentioned very reactive, take what they can't, what came to them. And there was no 
proper forward uh, proactivity. Um, we wanted to target a particular buyer, a particular sector, and these guys are all over the world. So I know it's a long-winded answer, but I was excited. Well, um, I remember the, the opportunity to I really start anew. And then, we, we would sit down for our quarterly planning session, and as all, all departmental managers were there, and each each quarter – we would talk about our goals, our objectives. I mean, I remember one of ours was like completely revamping inventory and we came and we did it and we saved all this money and it was fun. And then it's like, well, revenue is way down. And it just kept, it always seemed like revenue wasn't where it needed to be. It just didn't seem to be predictable. And it just didn't seem like we had accountability on the sales side. And they were great guys, but I think it was just, there wasn't a think outside the box approach and, and definitely not a whole lot of proactivity. And so- out of almost out of frustration, I left one of those quarterly planning sessions and, and went to David. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm getting into sales. Like either I get into sales here or I have to find an organization where I get to get into sales because I kind of was starting to feel stuck. And so David sat me down and he said, Tim, he said, I, I want you to remember this and never forget it. He said, it is not complicated. It's simple, not easy, but simple. And he said, don't ever forget these three words. He said, you will succeed in sales with these three words. So are, as, a, as a listener right now, are you ready? Here's what David told me. David, take it away. What you, three words, what did you tell me? Activity, activity, activity. <sighs> That's really, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? So of course, David in his strategic way followed that up by saying, <laughs> Once you start activity, 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 now you are moving. You're like a car that's now moving. You know, so many people are sitting behind a desk trying to fine tune a sales process, trying to fine tune what, where it's going wrong. They're bickering about their commission check. They're bickering about why we fell short in revenue. And really all of those things are lagging indicators. There's nothing proactive in those conversations instead of figuring out the specific activity that actually generates a revenue dollar, whatever your sales cycle is. Ours was 18 months. So we had to figure out today what we had to do to get a dollar in 18 months because we're in the automotive space. So whatever your industry is, figure out your sales cycle and figure out what you have to do today to start the conversations and the relationships happening. So we said, get the car rolling. And then David, you followed it up. You said, once the car is moving, then there are three other components to activity that you must combine to be a successful and professional salesperson. So how did you follow that up? Well, I mean, the other elements uh, follow up. You, you have to be a person of your word. If you're going to tell someone you're going to follow up, if you tell them you're going to find out something for them, you have to do that. So your follow-up, that's important. Uh, targeting once you have your activity level there, um, understanding, you know, with, with sniper focus, what, what are my targets? What do they look like? How do, how do I get them? And then always in, in a sales role, um, how well are you going to do discovery? So it's really discovery, you know, the activity, follow-up, targeting. So we had those four pillars and we're driving down. I think we got up at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. one morning. We're driving down. And, and really, guys, when you're there's, – there's two states of mind. You're either – dead drunk or you're just 
way too early and, and just as well could have been drunk. But I mean, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. on coffee, driving down to South Georgia to meet with a prospect. And we, we, we figured it out. We said, you know what? These four pillars, we're going to rearrange into the word daft because what we had prior to these four pillars was we called daftness in the sales process. It was just very daft. It was silly. It was a, it was a silly approach. It was very reactive. It just didn't make any sense. So to take daftness out of the sales process, the silly, no professionalism, no strategy, to take that out, we put the pillars of daft in, discovery, activity, follow-up, and targeting. So everything we train on and teach on in an organization is around those four pillars. And in fact, David's book uh, that he's working on and will be published this year, Sales Daftness. You do not want to miss. David, like, what birthed that? Or was that another trip we were driving back? Or what, what, what? when did we ever talk about your book? Well, first of all, going back to Daft, I mean, we knew activity targeting and follow-up were key. And, and we got the team to that point that they were doing that. And I've always been a very ride-along, sit-along type of sales leader. That's where you learn. That's where you learn where your team needs help. That's where you understand what the client needs, how your organization can fill those needs. And so I've always been that. So um, I noticed that, you know, there, there was that missing element. Uh, you know, you and I talked the other day about this discovery process and um, you would come in with your um, either your notepad or your iPad and you had your Evernote and um, I'm watching you um, just go through the questions, head down typing. And it, you know, it wasn't conversational. Um, it, it was a lot of data, but you lose a lot in that discovery process. You're not connecting. You're not building that rapport. So um, they became very apparent early on that, that um, the the D had to had to be there. And then you know when you look up when you look up daft daft or daftness, it's silly. It's whimsical. And whimsical. There's, there's whimsical. Really no, whimsical. There's really no place for that in uh, in in the sales world. It's fun. We had fun. We were silly and whimsical on our four hour drives and in, in the morning, and then four hours coming back in the afternoon. Um, but, but it just doesn't, it doesn't play well in, in, the, in the, uh, in the sales world. Let me tell you, let me tell you. So I sent these stats over to one of my uh, prospects the other day. And I just told him, I said, you know, by implementing these sales pro these sales strategies, this is what you and I specifically, these are the results that we specifically brought to the organization. In 12 months, opened over 100 new accounts with 30% placing orders. Our sales cycle, again, 18 months in Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio. CRM used, like there was no CRM. We got our sales team on a CRM 80% of the time, which was fantastic. We had a new culture, energized entire organization. We had a fresh perspectives because we were sharing on a weekly basis, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, we had accountability was welcomed. We actually made it fun. Um, we had quarterly celebrations, awards, very judgment-free, very conversational coaching style. And then we closed a long-term, this was like forever a, a divide between production and sales. Sales over-promising, production couldn't deliver. We closed that divide by bringing production people on the road. We brought engineers on the road. We had ride-alongs. We did lunch and learns. We did as much as we could to bridge that. And we were praised by the production leaders that we had the best communication company history. So we brought the organization together and sales teams can do that. A lot of times sales teams are so all over the place. They actually divide and splinter an organization, but we actually were able to bring it together. And I'm telling you where you have the most fun 
is when you have first a foundation. And by putting the foundational principles of daft in place, D-A-F-T in place, daftness was gone. The whimsical was gone. But I'm telling you, we had a lot of fun because when you're having awards and celebrations and revenues coming in, somebody said revenue covers a multitude of sins. And when, listen, what's not so whimsical is when you are whimsical in sales and you are have daftness in your sales, pro, sales process. You don't have, don't, don't have a sales process. And then the boss comes down and says, what are we doing? Where are the numbers? We, we didn't even hit our numbers. We're going to have to lay some people off. We're gonna have to, like, that's no fun at all. So when you're actually having fun is when you first put the foundation in place and then had fun on top of that. I mean, David, we were happy. We, we had, I mean, we, it was a, some tough days. I mean, some long days, but we had some fun. We built it out and we had yeah. a lot of fun as a sales team. Well, what was important also, um, we created a culture that making mistakes was okay. And really the basis of, of the book um, became these vignettes, these, these episodes of, of the mistakes that were made in the process. And, um, I guess the silly whimsical daft part of it was, um, how we, how we learned and treated missteps and, you know, we would name them and you'll see some of the art. I mean, the articles you can, when you name something it becomes real and you can go back, you could ask anybody on that team. Um, let's talk about the stanker on Sanker and, and, and everyone will, will know what the, what the lesson there was, what happened and, and how to not create that rabbit hole. So we, every, we, we work, okay. we're kind of sidetracked a little bit, but Hey, let's just take this for a minute. We, we did a, a round table every single week and each one of us had to bring something. We had to bring us, we called them a, we called them a, we called them a, um, a chest bump and gut check. We, we, we then had to, you know, with, with women coming on into the sales organization, we had to change it to fist bumps. Yeah. <laughs> fist bumps and gut checks. So, so we did do that. And, um, and so, uh, so as we as we built this out, every week we were praised to bring a sales win and a sales failure. And in fact, we made so much fun out of the sales failures, and we're so open. We learned so much. So yeah, there was a, a road called Sanker, and there was a big stanker on it. So the chapter title is Stanker on Sanker. What about Bro- Brockway's broccoli? I mean, you know, you, you you're served up broccoli as a kid. You don't like it. You're forced to eat it. And you know what? When you sit down with a frost or a, a past client who's just upset at you, and he just shovels in the bro- the most nasty tasting broccoli, you just have to learn to be quiet and listen and just empathize with them. And so we just had some really good stories come out. David, I want you to talk about specifically though, real quick, on because it was it was all about the, this activity, activity, activity. We went out and and remember remember Cato, remember catering to Cato. And, and I always remember, because, again, you ha- we had a ride-along approach as a sales coach, and, uh, and we go into this client. Again, it was a client who had kind of drifted away, and we were trying to win her back. We are trying to win her back, and she was just really a hard case. And we go in there. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? She says, the first thing out of her mouth was, I hate your long voicemails. So what I would do, one of our, my sales coaches told me a long time ago, he said, change your voicemail every day. So I get on there and say, hey, it's Monday. And I've since stopped just because it was it was not the highest and best use of my time. But he would just, he, I would get on, hey, it's Monday, da 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 da, da and, uh, and the quote of the day is boom, 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 boom. And I give an inspirational quote. I had so many people say, I love calling you and hearing your voicemail. But she was the one. And as soon as she said that, I deep down took offense. I was like, oh. so I, I started to get defensive. And David noticed it. He saved me, he rushed into the rescue. And he said, what did you tell her? You said, did you know? You said, did you know question? You said, did you know? Tell, tell what you told Miss Cato. 
I, and I normally did not step in and say people because the better, the better lessons, but I yeah, can tell she was frustrated. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> I mean, if you go back to the stank, the stanker on Sanker, I, I let, I let um, Mikey Knobs um, walk, make that walk of shame. I said, uh, did you happen to know that when a voicemail comes up, if you hit the asterisk, it'll just go right to the point you can leave a message. And I was like, boom. And she responded and she said this. She says, so you mean when I call my mom, when I call my dad, when I call – this lady, I guess, just didn't really like to call because it started coming out. When I call, I can just hit that button and I can just skip straight to voicemail. And David's like, yes. And then all of a sudden her light turned on and she felt helped. So before – the lesson for me as I walked out, I'm like, she wasn't even upset at my voicemail. She was just upset at voicemail in general. And David heard past – I don't like your voicemail and really heard their true pain. So the lesson of that story was listen past what they're saying to get to the heart of the pain. And so just case by case, like David said, oftentimes silly and just funny vignettes on the sales road. We, we put together the sales daftness book. And so now we're, we're putting that fi- fi- finally putting it together in, in written form. And, and, and David, I'm just excited about your book. Um, coming out this year. It's going to be a fun book. In fact, we'll go around and speak and train teams together on just around those principles of the book. So y'all stay tuned. But hey, this is where Daphnis, Sales Daphnis was born. Um, this is the master coach. And I just, I, I, I'm pulling David into these videos because guys, his, his, his wisdom is, is fantastic. You will be able to take actionable strategies back into your sales process and, and go and actually win. And so, David, how, how do you want to wrap this up, man? And we'll, we'll close this one off. I think, again, to the story that you just mentioned, um, it gives a good point. So that, of course, would be in the, in the discovery phase. And, and listening is a, is a key part of discovery and, and connecting and building that rapport, um, you know, to, to learn. I think that, uh, you know, for today, again, if, if you're in a sales team, um, bring the fun, uh, you know, Tim, I talked earlier uh, about the, about the things we did. I forgot, you know, brought up uh, chest bumps or fist bumps and um, <laughs> what was gut the other checks. part? I forgot. Gut checks. gut checks. Those gut checks were tough. Um, but but have some fun with it. Uh, sales leaders have fun with your teams. Uh, this past Friday, uh, we chose for my team uh, April Fridays. We're going to have Friday funnies, and um, now with everyone working remotely, um, uh, we dressed up. Um, there was a witch, a nurse, Spider-Man. I mean, so bring that fun. The fun brings energy, and especially on a Friday. Um, you've gone through four days. You have to um, push through that last day, make as productive as possible. I've even seen – oh, there we go. There's the team. There's the team. A witch. The dude with the beard. There you go. with the beard up in the upper left with purple hair. Oh, is that you? Um, so, you know, have fun with it. Have fun with it. Um, bring that energy, you know, energy for sales, energy for everything you do. Um, but especially on a Friday, Fridays are a great day to um, people. People are more relaxed. It's a great day for calling and visiting. And, um, you know, my, my take on that is that either you, the person's gotten everything done they need to. So they're more open or they realize I'm not going to get it done. I might as well just slide into the weekend. <laughs> so, so they're more open. So um, have that fun. Uh, but, but, you know, Target into your improving your discovery, improving your activity level. Be a hundred percent on your follow up. Be a person of your word, and um, 
you know, fine-tune target. That's what we did. The company Tim was mentioning that um, the sales team was all over the board. They were bringing in opportunities that didn't fit the organization, and that created that rub between production and engineering. It's like we can make this, but we're not geared to make that profitably, efficiently, and and we don't have we don't have intellectual property around building that. So, so fantastic, man. Yeah, have, just have fun with it. The daftness, the whimsical. That was how we treated each other and how we learned. So daft, man. But again, have that foundation, put that foundation in place. So then some of the tools, like I said, David's book sells daftness. Um, and then we've got the, um, the, the gap analysis around just pinpointing areas in the sales process. And we'll talk more about those in coming episodes. So stay tuned, everybody. Go have some fun in your sales teams, sales leaders. Enjoy. Enjoy.